Well, hello there. You might want to pull up a chair. This is going to be, well, got a lot to say today, so let me get started. I am going to be um, talking about what is coming at us via, <clears throat> excuse me, via our smart meters, okay, because it appears to me <clears throat> that the people like us citizens who have smart meters are being, um, well, it's bioterrorism, okay, <laughs> on the effect of the U.S. government. So, and I will get to that in just a minute. But first of all, because why do I say it's bioterrorism? Well, lots of reasons, okay? This country is always out hunting down the terrorists, right? But what if I were to tell you that the terrorist is right here? So, anyway, so, um, I'm going to be, um, a couple things before I get started here. California is pretty much um, having a lot of issues, and just so you know that um, this is all a planned attack, um, they have been doing environmental rules in California over the years to protect the fish over the water for the people, basically. Now, granted, you can have your own, own conclusion to all this, but anyway, so what, what's happened recently, all this water in California, I still don't know about the fallout from, oh, I don't know, sinkholes and stuff, but anyway, so environmental rules designed to protect imperiled fish in the Sacramento San Joaquin River Delta have ignited anger among a group of bipartisan lawmakers who say too much of California's stormwater is being washed out to sea instead of being pumped to reservoirs and aqueducts. In a series of strongly worded letters, knock it off! <laughs> You remember um, Hillary Clinton did that after they blew the economy apart in 2008. She actually said this. She said, I went over to Wall Street and I told them to knock it off. <laughs> so I just love these strongly worded letters. So, okay. In a series of strongly worded letters, nearly a dozen legislators, mainly from drought-starved agriculture regions of the Central Valley, have implored state and federal officials to relax environmental pumping restrictions that are limiting the amount of water captured from the Delta. When Mother Nature blesses us with rain, we need to save the water instead of dumping it into the ocean. Since the beginning of January, a series of atmospheric rivers has disgorged trillions of gallons of much-needed moisture across drought-restricted California but only a small fraction of that water has so far been made into storage. In the delta in the heart of the state's vast water system, nearly 95% of incoming water has flowed into the Pacific Ocean, according to data from the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation. The calls by lawmakers have reignited a long, simmering debate over where and to whom the state's precious water supply should go. So anyways, oh, one other thing. I highly, 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 now I don't know that they really are on top of all this tracking of phones and all that kind of stuff. I know that A1 is pretty much a mess. I mean, they can't recognize black people and stuff, but that's a mess. But anyways, um, all this stuff I'll be talking about today has to do with technology. And well, here once again, what are the patterns here, kids? They haven't done any studies. So there's two sides to this coin, and it took me quite a while to kind of absorb some of this. Oh, I was going there. 
buy walkie-talkies. Don't rely on your cell phones down the road here, okay? They may cut off our cell phones and keep theirs on because remember, we're all on the same grid, okay? But if you have a walkie-talkie, do not buy a walkie-talkie with um, batteries that need to be recharged or um, anything that plugs into a device. Motorola has walkie-talkies. They're about $25 a unit. And it will also, get this, it will also give you access to 22 channels so you can zoom around your local area and see what people are saying on the different channels should things run awry. Each one of these walkie-talkies is running like about $25 right now. I would think it would be an invaluable, invaluable thing to have in your supplies. Walkie-talkies. Get back to basics, kids. Okay, so let me get moving here. Um... This is, here again, I've done shows about radiation, okay, and I have been also, um, my home is under attack from radiation, and I would like to, um, well, I will get to that next. What I'm going to be doing today is today I will be giving you um, words to look for to start doing your own research. I highly, highly recommend you take some action and get children out of the range of this radiation. Highly recommend it. And um, I also will have photos to show you of myself. I look lovely and my pets. Um, and, uh, and I will explain more in a show that I'll be doing following this about what's going on in my own home because in the last, um, you might have noticed I had quite a few shows that went up and then went down. There was a lot of chaos going on. Well, what was going on was this. Um, I had uploaded three shows, you know, the ones about Santa and that hat and uh, Christmas and stuff and the fact that they're from Saturn. Well, come to find out, the three shows that I uploaded, usually I have um, the kid from Bangladesh do it, but I uploaded these three shows. Well, they got tied up. Why do they get tied up? Well, that's a very good question. Somebody must think I have stupid written across my forehead because not only did they get tied up, but the people that tied them up failed to mask their IP addresses. So I know specifically <laughs> what tied them up. Okay. So, so that's all I'm going to say right now because I also know specifically who, who made the call. Because here's the thing. These smart boxes or smart meters are on all of our homes, okay? Do you really think there was no plan of action for taking out troubled people using these devices? So I am not the only person that is getting impacted by the uh, smart meter business, okay? Because these things can be very debilitating, and I will get way more into that later, okay? But fortunately, it didn't quite work the same with me as it would have everybody else. So... Today, I want to talk about some things you're going to be reading about, okay? Because they claim that radio RF radiation is perfectly fine, nothing to worry about, okay? And as I was cruising around places that give x-rays to children and stuff, there's a lot of concern and a lot of explaining going on about, well, these x-rays for children, well, not a problem, not a problem, but could be a problem. But, you know, here, here, folks, uh, if you don't get your kid the x-ray, you might not find out something's wrong. So, yeah, it seems to me there's a lot of concern with parents over x-rays and children, okay? So, um, 
So let me see where this part here. Okay. And this is the part in the um, early days they had these girls, they called them radium girls. Go look it up. They did a show about it where they were using radium to put on watches and stuff. Okay, so we have been, in fact, and go look at my show from radiation. I have pictures over my website, psychopathinyourlife.com. It's the last show that I did under show notes that I have all the pictures of the different experiments they've been doing on us. How it's worked is this, is... I, I can only see this thing going on for the last couple hundred years, okay? I, and I, I just can't see it. I, I just can't find any evidence that leads me to believe it's gone on for longer, okay? So, we all come down here to this place they call Earth, this stage place, this stage thing that we're all involved in now. Well, these people have a pretty intent interest in murdering the rest of us, and they've had a war on women and children for a long time that I've been say, talking about, right? And... Um, well, I think that where we lost the battle was when these psychopaths hauled off the first one of us and everybody stood by and let it happen, we showed no solidarity. But So how it happened and how we got here are things that I'll explore later that I know more about now. But what I'd like to impress on you is this, is that some people may think, well, yeah, it's great that she's gotten it because she's a real troublemaker. Well, do you really seriously think I would be the only one? Of course not. These other people just don't know it yet, right? I'm probably one of their targets that actually is aware of what's going on, right? So I'll explain to you today the laws that got put into place that got this, this whole horror show going. I will tell you what the official narrative is on these um, effects of radiation. And then this is where you will need to think for yourself. Personally, I'm um, the reason I decided to do this show into two parts is A, because it would be easier for me to handle, but also because um, I want you to really think about this stuff, okay? you got to come up with some decisions here. Um, and I know for a fact that having the air circulation in, your, in the home makes it much worse, okay? It doesn't keep it out of the woods but it makes it worse okay so let me try not to ramble on here so what I'm going to be showing you today because there's a lot with these radiation rays like some of them are iodized some are non-iodized and I finally have my head around what they are because in some places you'll read things they'll say things like well it can't be radiation because uh touch your um your unit that you have from your internet and that box isn't hot so it can't be that hot of radiation well it's coming in through the smart meters not from the uh, little box you get from your internet provider okay so um so i'll read from this it says um this science isn't inconclusive it's fact every american that's been alive for the past hundred years has spent every day of their life bombarded by RF radiation. And I'll be explaining what RF radiation is here in a minute. Yet life expectancy continues to climb. More tests have been done on the safety of radio frequencies than on the chemicals in your carpet or toothpaste. According to a 2001, 2001, and we're not right now in 2023. So according to a 2001 study by the U.S. Energy Information Administration, 
and you can find all of this stuff online. And I suggest you take a few little notes here just so you're not confused once you start looking. <laughs> so, Health concerns are one of the leading causes of smart meter cancellation or installation postponement. In the early days, they had some kickback from smart meters, right? This is a harmless symptom of a very serious problem. The internet is saturated with misinformation and it's affecting the real world. Although cancer in children and adolescents is rare, it is the leading cause of death by disease past infancy amongst children in the U.S. So yeah, cancer's on the rise. So what you'll also find is this, you'll find them saying this year 2011, that was when the U.S. Energy Information Administration made these comments, 2011, they said they had a study, okay? Okay, um, and what, another thing that they will always keep referring back to, okay? They always have these, just like the history and the Bible deal, okay? They have this group called the Radiation Effects Research Foundation, or REF, R-E-R-F. That studies various cohorts of Japanese atomic bomb survivors, the largest being the lifespan study called the LSS, which includes 93,000 people who were in Hiroshima or Nagasaki at the time of the bombings. There are also cohorts of persons who were exposed in utero and survivors' children. So, I did the show about Japan and the nuclear bomb. Not going to go there right now. I believe, you have your own beliefs, this is my belief, that that bomb that they claimed was a nuclear bomb was in fact a bomb pointed with tips of radiation and fire, okay? And you can go look for yourself. There's pictures online that show that this could not possibly, by photos that are existing, this could not possibly have been from a nuclear attack, okay? So, and then there's some things that have to do with um, the cancer causing of the radiation, okay? And this is going on in children. Radiation, exposure to very high levels of radiation can lead to acute myeloid leukemia, chronic myeloid leukemia, or acute lymphomatic leukemia. And the reason I'm going through the specifics with the children today to focus in on that is this. They're claiming it is not harming children, okay? If you have children, if you've met children, if you know children, I would take note of all this information because I know from my own firsthand exposure here that the smaller the person, the, the bigger the impact, okay? Because my cats are six pounds, my dog Rocco is 60 pounds, and I, I clock in, I don't know, about 130, okay? So um, what I'm suggesting is this, and this is definitely not medical advice. If you start to see some symptoms in children in your vicinity, you might consider that it's the effect of radiation. So if you haul that kid to the doctor and think it's the flu or something else, you could be in for another set of issues. And that's all I'll say on the subject. You have to decide for yourself. Stop letting other people decide for you. They're your kids. Take care of them. 
Okay, CT scans. And this is where they were talking all these um, places about everybody's worried about x-rays for kids. But see, see, they're worried about x-rays for kids. See how the focus becomes the x-rays for kids? And it's not on the fact that where is this radi radiation coming from? <laughs> so, okay, CT scans. Recent research suggests that children, because see, they've also, they've done these studies on children and these scans. And I've been, well, I've known it's been going on here in my home for a few years now, okay? But because there's no studies and because of time, I haven't dug into it. Um, but um, I found a sideway into this thing. They're not doing studies on smart meters, okay, as far as radiation. But what they're doing, they've been doing studies like this on these children about the impacts of radiation from something simple like a um, x-ray, right? So it occurred to me like a lightning bolt the other day. I thought, hey, wait a minute here. Don't be hung up on them not doing studies, which is a pretty big red flag, right? They have been doing studies on radiation. <laughs> we just need to come in through these studies from the sideway, right? So, um, and these are things that they, they already know about, right? Smoking, smoking cigarettes increases the risk of acute myeloid leukemia. Benzene. Benzene is a liquid that's used widely in the chemical industry. It's also found in cigarette smoke and gasoline. Exposure to benzene in the workplace can cause acute myeloid leukemia. It may also cause chronic myeloid leukemia or acute lymphatic leukemia. Chemotherapy, and I, I'll get back into this whole chemotherapy deal later because we have people get treated with chemotherapy and radiation. This is how it appears to me, okay? It appears to me that possibly, possibly, these people, children, people are getting these diseases from the effects of something being done to them, right? And then the cure is chemotherapy and radiation. See how that could go full circle? Yeah, it, that, that part got really crazy. But anyway, I can't go there right now. So, okay, so cancer patients... <coughs> cancer patients treated with certain types of cancer-fighting drugs sometimes develop acute myeloid leukemia or lymphatics. See, I kept finding these cases where these drugs seem to be also <laughs> indicating these things, right? For example, being treated with drugs known as alkylating agents inhibitors they slightly increase the risk of developing acute leukemia exposure to agent orange or other herbicides vietnam veterans and other people who have been exposed to agent orange or other herbicides are at increased risk of developing chronic b-cell leukemias down syndrome and other inherited diseases see they're saying i'm not saying it's inherited they are down syndrome and certain other inherited diseases increase the risk of developing acute leukemia a previous diagnosis of blood cancer or disorder such as myoplasty syndrome mds or other blood conditions People with myeloid blood cancers, such as MDS or MPN, including myeloid fibrosis or conditions as aplastic anemia, are at increased risk of developing acute myeloid, myeloid leukemia. Human T-cell 
leukemia virus type 1. He, people with HTLV1 infection are at increased risk of a rare type of leukemia known as adult T-cell leukemia. Basically, you get cancer by splitting the cells, okay? And that, that's, that's what sends this whole rocket flying. So, um, we are bodies of electricity, okay? And when we get hit with radiation, we have a lot of impacts, okay? <coughs> okay, so this goes on to say, having one or more risk factors does not mean that a person will get leukemia. Most people who have risk factors never develop the disease. Okay, now let's get into a little data here um, about what exactly is a smart meter, okay? Smart meters are digital devices used to gauge the energy consumption of your home. And listen to these key words because smart meters are also in effect what appears to me to be a pretty effective tracking device, okay, to figure out, well, I don't know, when, when are you turning your washing machine on? <laughs> Um, oh, speaking of washing machines, I had a hose. We had some really cold weather here. I had a um, hose freeze and blow out. And um, I recommend that you learn today or tomorrow how to turn the water valve off in your house so you don't hear this that I had to hear for two hours before somebody came and turned my water valve off. So learn where your valves are. Learn how that stuff works. Okay, so back on focus here. Okay, so, so they're, they're there to gauge the energy consumption of your home. They accurately measure your kilowatt hour consumption of electricity and use wireless radio frequency known as RF frequency. RF technology to communicate your energy consumption to the utility company in real time. That's the part people think is dangerous, the radio frequencies, but we'll get to that in a second. I'm, I'm continuing to read from their little propaganda piece here. Electrical meters, both smart and dumb, measure the amount of electricity that you use in terms of kilowatt hours. They're usually installed outside of your home, but as you can probably guess, they're wired to your building's circuit. So no matter what any of these people say, when you go to look later, they're going to try to sell you things. They're going to say, oh, hey, this is not a problem. Buy this thing to cover up your smart meter and that'll get rid of the radiation. No, no. I'll explain to you later why that's a really stupid idea because there are different kinds of rays, okay? Old mechanical meters measure your energy consumption using two metal conductors and an aluminum plate. The two conductors use the electricity that's circulating through your home to form an electromagnetic field, a form of radiation, which causes the aluminum plate to spin. That's these are the standard ones that we've always had, right? The plate spins faster as you use more electricity and slower as you use less electricity. As the plate spins, it turns the gears on a five panel display called an indicator, which tells you your energy consumption in kilowatt hours. Smart meters 
use AC sensors to measure voltage and amperage in your home circuit. They're accurate digital centers, sensors with no moving parts and they don't run a risk of failing due to mechanical flaws or wear and tear. Unlike mechanical meters, smart meters communicate energy consumption with the utility company via radio frequency, RF, which cuts out the need for meter checking agents and allows the utility company to view your energy usage in real time. A lot of people, I'm reading from them, a lot of people are spreading the myth that RF radiation from smart meters causes cancer, insomnia, anxiety, and a host of other problems. But smart meters have been installed in U.S. homes since 2006. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> I'll get to that black dude in a minute here. Um, and according to the U.S. Energy Information Administration, <clears throat> nearly, ha and I've, I've also pulled all of this information from their websites, right? <laughs> None of this has, has been drummed up out of my own imagination, so just keep that clear. Um, well, this was in 2000, it said half of half. It, we're, we're now right up to, I looked at the data the other day, I think we have like 85% of the homes in this country have smart meters, but I have more about that later here. But While some Americans were concerned about smart meters when they first were introduced in 2006, but as time went on, those concerns started to fade away. But the UK recent, and I think this was from a couple of years ago, but I heard from a dear friend in the UK that their meters are kind of screwed up. So the UK recently began a nationwide transition from mechanical meters to smart meters that are prepackaged with energy monitors and it's caused a bit of controversy. Initially, only a fraction of the UK was concerned about how smart meters affect their health. But after UK utility companies ended up in the news for inflating people's electric bills and ignoring manufacturing defects in thousands of smart meters, the health concerns of smart meters became a common complaint and a hot topic, a hot topic for second-rate internet news. So what they're saying is um, second-rate internet news uh, picked up on this smart meter thing and they wanted to make a quick buck. People wanted a reason to hate smart meters. So half-baked internet websites started to claim that smart meters cause cancer. And since the internet is global, these nonsense concerns have found their way across the Atlantic. And this thing was titled low frequency radiation is harmless get it straight kids it is harmless we've told you this a million times it is harmless and it says we've already explained why wi-fi and other rf applications aren't dangerous damn it now listen to us <laughs> but we'll take a moment to explain things again it's a bit complicated and if you know that if you know that ionizing radiation is dangerous and that non-ionizing radiation is harmless, then you'll be okay. And I'll be explaining that because there's 
two what they do in these arguments about them being safe is they're flipping between the non-ionized non-ionized radiation and the ionized i-o-n-i-z radiation okay two kinds of radiation we're looking at here kids okay one is very dangerous the other like oh whatever okay okay well kind of out of order but here we go welcome to my world um I was looking up about this country is always claiming that these terrorists are always out to get us, right? Um, and it got kicked into gear under Trump. He did a new executive order um, protecting the nation from foreign terrorists. <laughs> and all of you people out there supporting this country, well, you're in the hands of the biggest terrorists ever. They've tricked everybody into thinking terrorists is over there, right? It's always been about, we're going to get those terrorists over there so they don't get us over here. Well, I think, and of course this is entirely up for you to think for yourself, I think the terrorist is right here and their, their, their weapon of choice is smart meters, okay? So, um... And I just love this wording. I'll just read some of it just because I'm just, I'm just, it, it, you know, this part about them being the terrorists, pretty clear to me. And then also the part that I continue to talk about over and over and over again, that they are in fact inflicting their terrorism things on their own people also, right? I mean, their own people have smart meters in their homes, right? All these little people on YouTube saying they're not MSM, but they're the 50-year-old crowd, uh, you know, the Julian Assange crowd, the, uh, you know, Glenn Greenwald crowd, all those little agents. Well, they're also getting hit with radiation. I, I just can't let this go, okay? So, yeah, your boss is also killing you as you're trying to kill the rest of us. So, you got to find some humor in some of this stuff, right? Okay. In order to protect Americans and to advance the national interest, the United States must ensure that those entering this country will not harm the American people subsequently to their entry, and they do not bear malicious intent toward the United States and its people. So, uh, yeah, and so, you know, then we have these people on terrorist acts, and I'm not going to crawl down that weed hole, but okay. They have, now they have these four terrorist countries. Um, I don't remember if they're just terrorists or uh, authoritarians. They have um, Korea. If you remember in that show I did about Korea, they actually have, between North and South Korea, they actually have an actual movie set set up between those two. I kid you not, okay. <laughs> this thing is nothing but a movie set. Okay. Um, and um, the people who... Um, control all those uh, so-called terrorists <laughs> is the and word you want to look for. It's called the FTO, Foreign Terrorist Organizations. Are foreign organizations that are designated by the Secretary of State in accordance with Section 219 of the immigration process and uh, they're out looking for those terrorists. Um, in our fight against terrorism and are an effective means of curtailing support curtailing support for terrorist activities and pressuring groups to get out of the terrorist business <laughs> they wrote this okay 
pressuring groups to get out of the terrorist business. I didn't make this up. This is from their own website. <laughs> get out of the terrorist business, people. The U.S. has that lane covered. We don't want any other people terrorizing people. Okay, I think that I read this part, so let me see here. Yeah, that was about the UK. Seems like they're terrorizing this country in the UK the most. Okay, so why do I call it bioterrorism? Well, you know how I like to get words to things. <laughs> bioterrorism is terrorism involving the intentional release or dissemination of biological agents. These agents include bacteria, viruses, insects. And if you remember in the past, I have mentioned that smart boxes could also be, or smart meters could also be used to set up certain regions with certain diseases. Like they say, oh, look, over here in Mississippi or with this section over here, all these people came down with this horrible skin-eating bacteria. Well, that could be triggered by the smart meter, okay? So, those agents include bacteria, viruses, insects, fungi, and or toxins and may be in a naturally occurring or a human-modified form in much the same way as in biological warfare. Further, modern agribusiness is vulnerable to anti-agriculture attacks by terrorists, and such attacks can seriously damage the economy as well as consumer confidence. The latter destructive activity is called agrobioterrorism and is a subtype of <clears throat> agroterrorism. Boy, this is good to know, isn't it? Okay, and bioterrorism is a de deliberate release to cause illness or death in people, animals, or plants. Biological agents can be spread through the air, water, or in food. Biological agents are attractive to terrorists because they are extremely difficult to detect and do not cause illness for several hours to several days. And yes, what they do is they're fluctuating what's coming into um, our homes. That, that I can guarantee that it's, it's getting fluctuated. So, um, some bioterrorism agents, like the smallpox virus, can be spread from person to person, and some, like anthrax, cannot. Well, that smallpox virus, I've already talked about that. That that. They started cross-infecting us with animals with smallpox, okay? That's why you're always hearing about this bat thing and all that stuff because they gave us smallpox by cross-infecting us with cows or something. But anyway, so... Uh, so... Bioterrorism agents like smallpox virus can be spread from person to person. Some, like anthrax, cannot. Bioterrorism may be favored because biological agents are relatively easy and inexpensive to obtain, can be easily disseminated, and can cause widespread fear and panic beyond the actual physical damage. Military leaders, however, have learned that as a military asset, bioterrorism has some important limitations, 
it is difficult to use a bioweapon in a way that only affects the enemy and not friendly forces. A biological weapon is useful to terrorists mainly as a method of creating mass panic and disruptions to a state or country. However, technologists such as Bill Joy have warned, let's see here, have warned of the potential power which genetic engineering might place in the hands of future bioterrorists. Okay, so what are we looking at here? The word you're looking for, EMF, that means emissions, emissions from a smart meter, EMF, I don't know. Okay, cell phones emit a massive amount of EMF. So, um, Also, another thing we're looking at here is 5G, okay? 5G is the latest network of wireless technology. It is used to transmit data between appliances like mobile phones and Bluetooth devices. 5G works by producing a type of energy called electromagnetic radiation. It uses higher frequencies than previously wireless networks, making it faster and more efficient. Electromagnetic frequencies, like those produced by 5G, create an area called an electromagnetic field, EMF. Some people believe EMFs have negative health effects. As a result, there is concern about how 5G affects health, but there are currently no known health risks linked to 5G. Yeah, well, if you don't do any studies, you can easily say that, right? Okay. Oh, no, this is really crazy out of place, but I'll go ahead and tell it to you because it's important. <laughs> you might want to jot this down. There was this clip floating around um, recently about a meeting with the FDIC, and I talked about them doing bail-ins like they did in Greece versus bail-outs, and people were floating around this clip, and I wasn't sure where the clip came from or what it was all about, but it was basically the people at the FDIC, a meeting that they did, and they were joking about how what would happen if people found out what was really coming up in the future with this bail-in business. So I really suggest you take a listen to it. And I'll give you the name of it, okay? And you can see how rotten... If you're in another country, these people do not have your back, okay? This is all for one kind of operation with psychopaths, okay? The clip you're looking for is called FDIC Systemic Resolution Advisory Committee... November 9, 2002, webcast. FDIC Systemic Resolution Advisory Committee, November 9, 2002, webcast. And that's on YouTube, okay? In the very beginning, they're, they're joking about keeping us ignorant. We are really, you know, 
I, I think most people think that they're they're here because it's fun and they've been convinced that this is they call it breads and circuses, right? That's all we're looking at is breads and circuses. People just I I don't know. I don't know. Can't even go there now, but anyway, so um so yeah, so go look at that FDIC. Let me find my way back here because it's fascinating. Just watch learn to know what liars look like when they're lying to you, okay? They're joking about us. They're talking about how stupid we are. Just go listen to them. Okay. Now, this is why I keep wandering around those leukemia business because the cause of most childhood can cancers remain unknown. Well, <laughs> over the past 20 years, research has tied a child's risk for leukemia to their exposure to pesticides and paint, to their father's smoking history, and to both parents' exposure to chemicals on the job. So they've been saying that, not much to see here, right? 2016, I found a thing saying childhood cancer has been on the rise. The number, the numbers are small because any childhood cancer is rare. Just only one of every 100 new cancer diagnoses in the United States is a childhood case. The National Cancer Institute, NCI, says there has been a significant increase in the overall rate of childhood cancers in recent decades, up 27% since 1975 in kids under age 19. The news comes out as the overall incident of adult cancers has fallen. Well, kids would be very easy to be, um, draw your own conclusions, okay? The smaller you are, the harder this radiation is going to hit you. This rise seems to be driven in large part by an increase in leukemia, which is up almost 35% since 1975. Leukemia is the most common cancer in kids. Soft tissue cancers, like those that develop in bones or muscles, are up nearly 42%. Non-Hodgkinson's lymphoma is up 34%. Now remember, 1975 is when these data started escalating, right? And, uh, well, do the math on the date yourself. When you see, I'm reading from them now. When you see an increase like that, that fast, in a short period of time, most likely it's going to be driven by some exposure to environmental factors, says Catherine so-and-so. She and her team just won a $6 million, grant, $6 million grant from the National Institute of Environmental Health Sciences to study the causes of leukemia in children. <laughs> This is recent, right? And there was another article I was reading. They're saying, we need more funding for this cancer and children. Really? <laughs> There's a war on children, okay? And women. Just do the math, okay? Okay. This is what her and her team said. In the environment, a lot of things have changed. A lot of chemicals have been brought in. We are all exposed to many of them. So most likely the increase has been driven by some exposure to environmental factors combined with genetics. 
The increase, strangely, hasn't received much attention, she went on to say. Okay, um... What is 5G? <clears throat> Wireless technology is constantly evolving. Approximately every 10 years, mobile companies release a new generation of wireless. In 2019, 5G networks were released. The term 5G stands for fifth generation. 5G provides faster mobile communications. Okay. This is, this is expected to support the increasing number of electronic devices and services, including self-driving cars. Well, if you, if you ignore all the people getting in crashes all over the place. Virtual reality appliances, telemedicine, remote surveillance, and telesurgery. Yeah, yeah 5G will be good for remote surveillance. 5G works by using higher frequency in the electromagnetic spectrum. So yeah, 5G, no bueno. 5G is also in trouble in China because it uses a lot of water and electricity. So it's, it's, not, it's not what they're saying it's wrapped up to be okay. Before 5G was launched, these higher frequencies weren't used in mobile networks. They are typically used in devices like security scanners. It's worth noting that electromagnetic frequencies are produced by anything that uses electricity. These include microwaves, power lines, and computers. 5G also uses a method called beamforming, which sends data directly to devices. This is different from previous generations, which sent signals in all directions. Does 5G technology have any effects on health? According to who you gonna call the World Health Organization, the, there is limited research on the frequencies used in 5G. Huh. There is more research on the health effects of electromagnetic fields across a spectrum. However, the results are inconsistent. Yeah, I've been looking at, like I said earlier, at these things from different directions, but I never studied science so I thought it was pretty brilliant on my part to come in from another way but I'm still I'm still a little bit lost okay so I'm not trying to act like oh I got this all down okay um so so the, let me get back to who are you gonna call and what did they say here they said um where are we here why better be okay um so um According to, um, so they have been, EMFs have been potentially associated with tissue heating. Yep, they burn up your tissues. Uh, a small 2017 study showed that mobile phones use frequency of 1.8 to 2.2 gigahertz. These frequencies cause tissue heating according to who are you going to call? Tissue heating occurs when your skin absorbs electromagnetic energy. This causes a slight rise in temperature in your brain and body. Yes, and I have pictures of myself and my poor boy Rocco of tissue heating. That's been occurring. So, a 2021 study also found that people 
that people experience more EMF-related tissue heating as they get older. Plus, the higher the EMFs, the more they absorb. That's because older individuals tend to have reduced skin thickness and blood flow. However, tissue heating is considered to be short-term and minimal. Well, that's good to know, isn't it? The Federal Communications Commission, also known as the FCC, states that the public exposure to very low frequency of EMFs, these levels are too low to cause considerable tissue heating. More research is necessary to determine how 5G specifically affects human tissue. <laughs> cognitive function. The effects of 5G exposure on cognitive function have not been studied yet. There's, I think there's a cat somewhere outside there. There's some research involving EMFs from other sources. In a small 2017 study, researchers examined how using a mobile phone affects cognitive function. The researchers found that using a, a mobile phone for at least 90 minutes a day is associated with attention difficulties. A small 28 research review found conflicting evidence. The researchers examined 43 studies regarding EMFs and cognitive function. They concluded that there is no solid link, solid link between EMFs and cognitive concerns. <laughs> cancer. In 2011, the International Agency for Research on Cancer the IARC is part of the uh, our friends at the United Nations. They stated that EMFs possibly are possibly carcinogenic to humans. The classification was determined by 30 scientists from 14 countries in 2011. Okay, to date. Most and I, I'm getting I got this from their website. Okay, none of this is a copy that I've written. Okay, <laughs> to date, most studies have examined the potential link between EMFs and brain cancer, but the results have been inconsistent. For example, in 2017, research review found that EMF radiation from mobile phones are associated with glioma, G-L-I-O-M-A, a type of brain cancer. A 2018 study, on the other hand, did not find a clear association between high-frequency EMFs and brain tumors. Again, more studies are needed to determine if 5G frequency can contribute to cancer development. Another question I had, is 5G frequency or radiation harmful to animals? There's limited research on how 5G specifically affects animals. Most research has involved mice or rats. For example, in 2019, 
an animal study found that EMFs from mobile phones are linked to DNA damage in mice and rats. Another 2016 animal study found that EMFs of any frequencies can harm the nervous system. A 2020 research review, and all these things that I'm reading are, are flagged on the internet as, um, they're, they're, they're flagged as trusted source, okay? <laughs> I'm not... I'm not reading anything that I found on some wingnuts case or anything that I've made up. These were all things that they want us to understand as our trusted sources, okay? So a 2020 research from a trusted source also examined how EMFs affect organisms like snails and frogs. And if you remember in the show I did about vaccines, they, they're giving us those vaccines from frogs, right? Giving kids vaccines with that frog stuff in them. The research determined that it's unclear if EMFs have negative effects on animals. Well, unclear. Well, okay. More research is needed to determine how 5G affects animals, if at all. <laughs> okay, and because we're getting to the part, our, put our educational caps on, kids, I was very confused. I had no idea what radiation was. I, you know, obviously I had an idea, but I didn't know technically what I was looking for, okay? Electro and magnetic fields, EMFs, are invisible areas of energy, often referred to as radiation, that are associated with the use of electrical power and various forms of natural and man-made lighting. EMFs are typically grouped into one of two categories by their frequency. Very, very important to understand this part, okay? We have non-ionizing and ionizing, okay? Non-ionizing is low-level radiation, which is generally perceived as harmless to humans. Generally perceived, right? <laughs> by these people, right? Then we have the ionizing, that is high-level radiation, which has the potential for cellular and DNA damage. Okay, Wi-Fi is a wireless technology. It's used to connect laptops, smartphones, and other electronic devices to the internet. In fact, you're likely doing this article connected to Wi-Fi or hearing this. Wi-Fi sends data via electromagnetic radiation, a type of energy. The radiation creates areas called electromagnetic fields, EMFs. So what, what the, the point you want to really take away with this is this, okay? When these EMFs get shot out, they just go flying everywhere, right? So I mean, it's not like they say, oh, well, let's go after this one person there, right? They're, they're going to go after the whole broad area because that is how these people roll, right? They, they just want to <laughs> kill us no matter what the method, right? Okay. <laughs> the radiation creates areas called electromagnetic fields. There is concern that the radiation from Wi-Fi causes health issues like cancer, but there are currently no known health risks in humans. And then they went on to say, let's explore what science says about Wi-Fi and cancer so far. Okay. Does Wi-Fi cause cancer? Currently, 
There's no definitive answer to this question. That's because there's no solid evidence suggesting that Wi-Fi or EMFs in general directly cause cancer. In 2011, the World Health Organization, who are you going to call, stated that EMFs are possibly carcinogenic to humans. Studies involving EMFs and cancer are conflicting. So, uh, yeah, um, additionally, most studies that have examined the link between Wi-Fi and cancer involve animals. Those results have also been inconclusive. What, they couldn't get the rats to hook up to Facebook for long enough? <laughs> uh, oxidative stress is known to contribute to the development of cancer. In t it, that's oxidative, O-X-I-D-A-T-I-V-E, stress. In a 2015 animal study, long-term exposure to Wi-Fi induced oxidative stress in the uteruses of rats. Additionally, one 2018 animal study, also from a verified trusted source, found that Wi-Fi reduces the activity of antioxidant enzymes which combat oxidative stress. So they, they get rid of your enzymes. Because remember, when people get radiation, they give people radiation when they get cancer, right? And they do it in a specific target. And I'll get way, way into this down the road here. But they put something up against you and zap you with radiation to kill your cells, okay? That just sends your cells flying everywhere. But anyway, so... Um, Okay, uh, where was I here? Okay, the, the rats. Okay, um, the mechanism behind these effects are unclear. Additionally, these findings don't explicitly confirm that Wi-Fi causes cancer in humans. More research is needed to determine if radiation from Wi-Fi can lead to cancer. <laughs> They're really onto these things, aren't they? It's unknown if Wi-Fi possesses other health risks. Again, most of the existing studies involve animals, and the results are inconclusive. I think I got this from, well, it was, it was one of their sites, the F, one of the main government sites, okay. I think it was cancer.gov or something. But anyway, so uh, male infertility. According to a 2014 animal study from a trusted source, Long-term exposure to Wi-Fi radiation reduces the reproductive function of male rats. A 2016 animal study found that radiation emitted from Wi-Fi causes DNA damage in the testes of rats. In a 2015 trusted study, researchers examined the sperm, the sperm motility of more than 1,000 men. The men answered questions about their Wi-Fi and cell phone use. Researchers determined that men who use wireless internet had reduced sperm motility compared with men who use wired internet. But the researchers didn't state the possible mechanisms behind these results. They also noted that the questionnaire didn't ask if participants were smokers. 
Smoking may also affect sperm motility. Seems like when they do a study, it had a lot of issues with it, doesn't it? Hmm. I think that's called the plan, not the bug of the system. Okay, here's some more studies I found. Cognitive function. A 2017, let me make sure I'm doing a time here. Yeah, we're still going along. Okay. Um, now I lost my place. Okay. Okay, where was it? A 2017 animal study from a trusted source determined that Wi-Fi radiation impairs recognition in rats. According to a different 2017 trusted source study, the radiation emitted from Wi-Fi may also contribute to neurogenitive disease and brain function in rats. But again, these results don't imply the same effect in humans. More research is necessary. <laughs> Heart health. I think in this country, I think only like 7% of the people have healthy hearts. You gotta kind of wonder why, right? <laughs> if you're wondering why nobody has healthy hearts or health in this country, I think you need to pay a little closer attention. In, in a 2015 animal study, exposure to Wi-Fi altered the heart rhythm and blood pressure in rabbits. According to the researcher, now they don't really name what the research study was called, okay? But according to the researchers, this suggests that Wi-Fi affects the heart, but the mechanisms are unclear, and more human studies are needed. <laughs> well, I've got a human study that I'm conducting here at my house that I'll be sharing with you uh, next show. Yeah, it's something else, the way this stuff hits our hearts and stuff, but... Because we're, we're, we are electricity. You know, if we crash or do something, right, and let's say an ambulance comes by and picks you up, what is typically the first thing they do? They hit you with a high, high dose, okay? They hook, hook up to a machine and just jolt the heck out of your heart. They also give you a huge, massive jolt of magnesium, both things which they never do at that point. But they know how to get that heart ticking again. So, uh, yeah... Okay, um, yeah, more studies needed. Okay, um, then it, this was a good one. It said, false claims about Wi-Fi health risks, you know, from those crazy people on the Internet. As concerns over Wi-Fi increase, there have been several myths that are that about its effects on health. Myths, I tell you. According to these claims, Wi-Fi causes conditions like autism, skin issues, headaches, pain, dizziness, nausea, fatigue, heart palpulations. But there's no hard evidence that Wi-Fi is linked to any of these conditions. <laughs> see how it all works? <laughs> no hard evidence. See, just quiet those internet people down, right? Okay. So I already talked about this, I'm pretty sure, but 5G or fifth generation, first available in 2019, rumors about its health risk. Oh, here were some rumors about 5G. These include, oh, since its release, there have been rumors about 5G and its health risk. But when the COVID-19 pandemic began in 2020, 
the myth began to involve coronavirus. These included unproven, unproven rumors like 5G directly spread SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19. 5G impairs your immune system, increasing your risk of contracting SARS. 5G is a cover for the COVID-19 pandemic. COVID-19 vaccines contain 5G microchips. COVID-19 first appeared in Wuhan, China because it was the first city to use 5G. Well, and it goes on to say, these myths are just that myths. Viruses spread from person to person through respiratory droplets. They aren't spread via wireless technology. Also, there's no proof that 5G and EMFs increase your susceptibility to viral infections. No proof, I'm telling you, no proof. Okay. So, um, this was, this got started back in, um, I got, I looked up the, um, when they got this stuff started, okay? Um, in 1996, who are you going to call? It was a program called the International EMF Project, okay? And the EMF Project is working on health risk assessments of EMFs. I talked about the UN a little bit earlier, but this is specifically this project, okay? Okay, um, this is... This is a note I made to myself. Let me see if I got it straight. This is a separate, this is separate from the two, 2011 assessment by the IARC, which labeled EMFs a possibly carcinogen. The IRC is also part of who? Okay. Um, oh yeah, this, this is a good one. Okay. So this, this is about that report that I was talking to earlier. And the official name is International EMF. So it says, um, the, the, the scientists came up and said possibly carcinogen, right? And then I found this piece that said this. There's been controversy surrounding the EMF project. In a 2017 research review from a trusted source, Oncologist Dr. Leonard Hardwell pointed out that five of the six EMF's core group members have been involved with the International Commission on Non-Ionizing Radiation Protection. In the review, Hardwell says this is a conflict of interest. He believes it will interfere with the member's ability to create a critical scientific assessment. Excuse me. So, they always have these reasons why this, this scientist couldn't do it because these jerks screwed it up and now this guy's going to come to rescue. But, you know, they seem to have gotten stopped with the rat studies now, didn't they? Um, so, um, let me scan down here a minute. Okay, so let's look at the difference between non-ionizing and ionizing, Okay. Non-ionizing, that is low to mid-frequency radiation, which is generally perceived as harmless due to its lack of potency. It is extremely low frequency ELF radio frequency, 
and it's things like microwaves and lights, microwave ovens, computers. These all use the non-ionizing, which is the low to mid frequency radiation, okay? They have wireless Wi-Fi in this, but and they have cell phones in this. And this is where it starts to get tricky, right? Because I'll, I'll, I'll tell you just a little secret here. It has to do with these rays. What you're looking for is a ray called the gamma, G-A-M-M-A. That is the big ray. That's the one that they're using, okay? So in the category they have called ionizing, okay? Ionizing is mid to high frequency radiation, which can, under certain circumstances, lead to cellular and or DNA damage with prolonged exposure. And those categories are ultraviolet, UV lights, x-rays, and gamma. And uh, that they say that can come from sunlight, x-rays, and gamma. So here, here's where I want you to look and pay attention, okay? What I noticed here was this non-ionizing, okay, the low to mid-frequency. What do they have in there? Well, they have cell phones and <laughs> Wi-Fi in there, right? Well, I would argue that that category is misleading at best, okay? And these are things you have to look for as you go looking. So, there's two kinds, in recap, there's two kinds of radiation, non-ionizing radiation and ionizing radiation, okay? Non-ionizing radiation has enough energy to move atoms in a molecular, in a molecule around or cause them to vibrate but not enough to remove electrons from atoms. Examples of this kind of radiation are radio waves, visible light, and microwaves, okay? That is the non-ionizing, okay? Ionizing radiation has so much energy, it could knock electrons out of atoms, a process known as ionization. Ionizing radiation can affect the atoms in living things, so it poses a health risk by damaging tissue and DNA in genes. Ionizing radiation comes from x-ray machines, and they also say this cosmic particles from outer space and radioactive elements. Radioactive elements emit ionizing radiation as their atoms undergo radioactive decay, okay? And cancer is quite simple. When you split a cell, you start breeding cancer, okay? This is not complicated stuff. Ionizing radiation has many industrial, military, and medical uses. Its usefulness must be balanced with its hazards, a compromise that has shifted over time. For example, at one time, assistants in shoe shops used x-rays to check a child's shoe size but this practice was halted <coughs> this practice was halted when the risks of ionizing radiation were better understood neutron neutron radiation is essential to the working of nuclear reactors and nuclear weapons. The penetrating power of X-ray, gamma, beta, beta, and positron radiation is used for medical imaging, non-destructive testing, and in a variety of industrial gauges. 
Radioactive tracers are used in medical and industrial application as well as biological and radiation chemistry. Alpha radiation is used in static eliminators and smoke detectors. The sterilizing effects of ionizing radiation are useful for cleaning medical instruments, food eradication, and the sterile insect technique. Yeah, this is getting beyond what I can start to comprehend here, but yeah, we're, we're surrounded by radiation, okay? So, but you have to you have to pick your battles here, right? Now, here's the one I'm I think is the one to pay attention to, okay? Gamma rays, okay? Gamma rays, X-rays, and the higher energy ultraviolet part of the electromagnetic spectrum are ionizing radiation, okay? Whereas the lower energy ultraviolet visible light microwaves and radio waves are non-ionizing radiation, okay? The boundary between ionizing and non-ionizing radiation in the ultraviolet area is not sharply defined. Oh, I don't understand. Anyway, what we're looking for, you're looking for a few things here. You're looking for gamma and you're looking for radioactive decay, okay? Radioactive decay is the admission of energy in the form of iodizing radiation. The iodizing radiation that is admitted can include alpha particles, beta particles, and or gamma rays. Radioactive decay occurs in unstable atoms called radionucleus, okay? Now, I think we've gotten as far as we need to go for today under that rabbit hole, right, okay? Um, and you're going to find a lot of this information go to the EPA. That's where I got this information from, right? And it will tell you all you want to know about alpha particles and all this stuff, which I am going to leave for here for right now because it is, um, I want to focus on the gamma rays, okay? Gamma rays are weightless packets of energy called Photons, P-H-O-T-O-N-S. Unlike alpha and beta particles, which have both energy and mass, gamma rays are pure energy. Gamma rays are similar to visible light, but have much higher energy. Gamma rays are also often admitted along with alpha and beta particles during radioactive decay. Gamma rays are a radiation hazard for the entire body. They can easily penetrate barriers that can stop alpha and beta particles, such as skin and clothing. Gamma rays have so much penetrating power that several inches of a dense material like lead or even a few feet of concrete may be required to stop them. Gamma rays can pass completely through the human body. As they pass through, they can cause ionizations that cause tissue and DNA damage. Because of their use in medicine, almost everyone has heard of x-rays. X-rays are similar to gamma rays in that they are photons of pure energy. X-rays and gamma rays have the same basic properties but come from different parts of the atom. X-rays are emitted from processes outside the nucleus. 
but gamma rays originate inside the nucleus. They're generally lower in energy and therefore less penetrating than gamma rays. X-rays can be produced naturally or by machines through electricity. Now, I am going to leave that right there because I have all these periodic tables that would make anybody's head spin right now. Okay, so, um, so what are we learning here? Well, um, what they decided to do was um, a smart meter is an electronic device that digitally records your energy uses. It uses wireless communication like cellular data networks to transmit your usage data directly to your utility provider, eliminating the need for a manual reading using a reader. Now, um, I think I will get into some of this, more of this later. Um, yeah, um, I've already talked about these magnetic fields. Um, it's because we are electricity, okay? Uh, So I will get back into these EMFs and all that later. Um, but we're basically surrounded by radiation. I think the key here, takeaway, is to, um, well, I would think that um, I'll get into more of my personal first-hand stuff. And um, I haven't put the pic The pictures are on the website. It's just marked private for now because I need to finish them up. But, um, well, I would just like you to think about this, and um, what I will be doing is there's a lot more that I have to say about this, obviously. I'm not even close to being done, um, but I wanted to give you some of these key words. Um, I would suggest, I'm 100% I'm that the more you circulate your air, the, the worse it's going to be within your environment. Um, if you can move, I mean, by all means move, but... They're going to be telling you on some of these websites that you can buy this or buy that. But from what I understand, and this is where we all need to be thinking, okay? From what I understand, the ones that are the dangerous ones are the gammas, okay? The only way you can stop a gamma is with lead or um, cement or something, maybe. So unless you plan on installing lead barriers in your home or something like that, um, you know, we're, we're rolling down the road here. What their plan is... How much longer this is going to go on, I don't know. I'm sharing this with you so that in the meantime, <coughs> you won't go and get yourself um, entangled in some medical diagnosis, which not, might be coming from your own home, because this is how bioterrorism works. It's, it's silent, it's quiet. And I have to say, I have to say this, it is a heck of a good trick, right? Because um, how many people would believe that the terrorist is the people that are actually... Well, the people claiming to be out hunting the terrorists are, in fact, the terrorists. I mean, does this start to sound more and more like an um, um, episode from the Twilight Zone? Sure does to me. So anyway, so I'm going to close off for here. I hope I've given you some keywords to go look for. And I'll be back with more about this aspects of this. And um, once I absorb some more of it, information is all out there. So take a look for yourself. So be safe out there. I'll be back in about a week when I get the, I'll get the pictures uploaded to the website and I'll explain what they all mean at the same time. So anyway, so look for me there. In the meantime, look for the, um, look under show notes. I have the show I did about radiation with pictures there to take a look at. So anyway, so be safe out there. Goodbye for now.